0: All right, what is going on, you guys? My name is Justin, but you can call me Jay Swag. Welcome back to a new episode. Um, appreciate you stopping by, giving a listen, hanging out, checking out the show. Um, we are live here on Twitch as we always are now. Um, we do that. We do that now. We go live on Twitch. Um, and I got a new mic. I don't know if any of you guys can tell the difference, but I can, and I love the sound of this mic. I think it's super crispy and I think it fits my voice very well. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but <clears throat> yeah, so welcome
1: uh, welcome to the show, this is it, this is what we do here,
0: this, I don't know what this is, but this is what we do, um, but yeah, so... Wow, I, I don't even know what my brain is doing right now. Um, thank you for checking out the show. Uh, if you're here live right now, appreciate you stopping by. If you're listening to the audio, thanks for downloading and listening to this episode. Um, yeah, make sure you're following the show on uh, social media. Uh, Twitter is stwscast. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch are all Sports Talk with Swag. Um, <clears throat> you can send an email to swag at gmail.com. Um, but yeah make sure you subscribe to the show and stuff. Um anyways, so I got this new mic. Um it's the Audio Technica BP40 for those of you who are curious about stuff like that. Um and <coughs> it's a it's a broadcast microphone, so it's meant it's like made for Talking for broadcasts, so for podcasts, for radio, stuff like that. Um, and I'm really happy with it. Uh, you know, it's you know, a big upgrade. It was you know, not cheap, but I have been saving up for it. It's an investment, but I'm really happy with it. I really like how it sounds. Um, I was doing a lot of research, I was looking at this, I was looking in a Shure SM7 um, and an Electro Voice RE20. Um, if you listen to any podcasts or watch any, uh, you know, other Twitch live streams, a lot of people use the Shure SM7. That's kind of a workhorse microphone. It's probably the most well-known and most used microphone, probably like ever. Um, Michael Jackson used it to record all of Thriller. Um, it's used like in a lot of like pop music as well as hip hop. Um, but also, you know, for, podcasts and broadcasting stuff like that um and same with the electro voice that's used probably most radio shows that you listen to use uh uh, the re20 and then this mic (coughs) is um a lot less well known um but it's a great mic i really like it i think it competes with those guys um one of my favorite streamers uses it. Um so shout out to the Tatman for turning me onto this mic, but I just really like how it sounds. So anyway, enough about that nerdy mic stuff. Um We're here, we're chilling. I figured we talk about uh NBA All-Star weekend, which is coming up this weekend. Um uh and I'm very excited for it as always. I I always love the All-Star weekend. Um Yeah, so there's been a couple rule changes. Um You know, we got the three-point contest, the dunk contest, you know, Rising Stars Challenge, all that stuff, and then the actual All-Star Game itself. So I thought we'd go through each event, break it down, talk about any rule changes, any participants, like who I think is going to win, yada, yada, yada. Um, So All-Star Weekend starts with, let's see, the Celebrity Game. Yay. Celebrity Game 2020. Actually, let me, uh, for the live stream here, let's do this. So you can see what I see. Um, so, 2020 All-Star Celebrity Game presented by Ruffles. All-Star Weekend's in Chicago, by the way. Um, so I think this is the first event. It's on um, Friday, I believe it's 7
1: p.m. Um
0: <clears throat> So, yep, 7 p.m. So there's two teams and basically so for those who are unfamiliar, this is it's a celebrity game. It's just, you know, it's celebrities um who some of them are like basketball players you know, some of them like play basketball and, you know, either like played in high school or even college or some of them just love playing basketball. Um, and then other of them is just people who like basketball, but it's just, you know, celebrities to kind of have a little fun, uh, essentially. So we got team Wilbon and team Stephen A. Uh, those are the, the coaches, and then the captains, so let's go with Team Wilbon first, which is the home team, so we have Common, who is their captain, who I believe is from Chicago, Um, rapper, recording artist, Bad Bunny is on the team, he's a recording artist, Uh, I know who he is, Hannibal Burris, he's a comedian, Kane Brown, four-time AMA award-winning artist, Uh, let's see, Kane Brown, who that is? American singer and songwriter who first came to the attention of the public through social media.
1: All right. So he's a, let's see uh kind of style of music he does. And I apologize <clears throat> that
0: I haven't figured out yet how to, um, get the audio from my computer to play on stream. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I don't know if I can do that on a Mac, to be honest. But I'm already getting country vibes just from this video alone because it's him meeting military people, and that's a huge country thing.
1: Got some acoustic guitar. All right. Yep,
0: that's country. All right, so country artist. John Batiste, musician, band leader for The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Okay, let's see. What does he look like? Let's see if I recognized him. Recognize John Batiste.
1: I don't. I don't really watch The Stephen A. Show, so...
0: I feel like I've heard his name before, but I don't recognize him. Um, Alex Moffat from SNL. Nice. Chef Jose Andres. Famous Los, comedian and social media influencer. Famous Los.
1: The Funny Sports Analyst. Hmm. So is he like a YouTuber? I don't recognize him. I don't know who this guy is. Posts a lot of videos of like him. Oh, I wonder if this is like this thing.
0: His Instagram is just videos of him watching basketball and just like, well, I don't know. I guess he's like a YouTuber maybe or something. J- Jidenna, recording artist? J- Jidenna. American rapper, singer, songwriter, and record producer from Nigeria. I don't know who that is. But okay. Chelsea Gray, who's a WNBA player. And Quentin Richardson, who's an NBA, I don't know if I'd say legend, but <clears throat> former NBA player. Yeah, that's usually how they have. They usually have one NBA player, one WNBA player, and then just a bunch of celebrities. Uh, so that's Team Wilbon and then Team Stephen A, captained by Chance the Rapper. They have Quavo on their team. Taylor Bennett, who is Chance the Rapper's younger brother. Laroice Hawkins. Actor from Chicago PD. Let's see. LaRoyce Hawkins. I don't watch Chicago PD, so I don't know who this guy is. Don't recognize him. He looks pretty ripped, though. Um, Anthony Spice Adams, a.k.a. Creamy Biggums. Actor, comedian, former NFL defensive tackle. Why does Creamy Biggums sound familiar?
1: Anthony Spice Adams. Oh, yeah, he looks familiar.
0: I guess it's just like an alter ego he has on like social media or something. Cool. Mark Lazary, co-owner of the Bucks. Interesting. That seems like, I guess it's technically not like a Conflict of interest, but that does seem a little weird. Um, <clears throat> ooh. Could be my issue, but I can't hear anything. Oh, no. Are we having audio issues again? Hold on.
1: How about now? Can you hear me now? Is that good? Let me know if you can hear me now. Sorry, I just now saw that.
0: Ugh, sorry about that. I keep, I don't know why that keeps happening with the OBS for the live stream. People just, like, can't hear the audio because it gets, like, muted.
1: I wonder if she left.
0: Dang it. I just now saw that, too. Shoot. All right, well, if you come back, let me know if you can hear it, I guess. I don't know. Um. <clears throat> hopefully that works. Now,
1: I thought I.
0: Sorry about that. All right. Well, I thought I'd fix that, but I guess I need to change it every time. Um. Anyway, so corner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Ronnie 2K marketing director at 2K Sports. Yep. I know who that is? Caitlin Ohashi as a gymnast. Let's see. Caitlin Ohashi. Oh, yeah, she's the one who just had, like, that perfect 10.0 run at UCLA. Nice. Lil Rel Howery. Lil Rel Howery. I have no idea who that is. Oh, yes, I do. He has his own TV show. What's it called?
1: Um, The Carmichael Show. No. Yeah? Yeah, I guess that is.
0: Mm. Um, and then I, I never knew how to present her I think it's Aja Wilson, who plays in the WNBA, and then Darius Miles, who played in the D- NBA. Again, not a legend, but anyway. So those are the teams. Um, so I mean, we're not. I, I guess we'll do predictions. I don't know, but I, I, you, you got to go with Team Stephen A. here, purely because of Quavo. Um. He is, <clears throat> like, a killer. He's, like, really, really good at basketball. I literally don't know about anyone else on his team, and I don't know about anyone on Team Wilbon. All I know is that Quavo is really good at basketball, so I feel like he's going to be the difference maker. Apparently, Famous Lois is pretty good at basketball from like just this thing right here saying viral star famous Lois led his home team to victory with 22 points in the 2019 all-star celebrity game. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Um, I don't, I've only ever caught like a couple minutes at a time of the, um, celebrity game or just like highlights, uh, just because it is like Friday at seven. Um, and I usually honestly just forget that it's happening, but, I do actually want to try to watch some of it this year, just because I think it is relatively interesting. I think it's hard to watch like the entire game, just because, you know, it's just a bunch of people who aren't that good at basketball, and there's a couple people who usually in there who are good. Um, but yeah, so that's that'll be fun. Um, so that's that, and then the Rising Stars game which is usually very fun to watch. And that is at nine o'clock in the United center. And it's the U S it's U S versus world. Um, so that's always fun. So let's see what the rosters are. So U S is miles bridges, Wendell Carter, jr. Devonte Graham, Tyler hero, who's not playing cause he's injured. um, Jaron Jackson, Jr., John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Eric Pascal, Colin Sexton, P.J. Washington, Zion Williamson, and Trey Young versus World, which is Nikhil Alexander-Walker, DeAndre Ayton, R.J. Barrett, Brandon Clark, Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Rui Hachimura, uh, Svimikailuk, I don't, I've never heard of that guy before, Josh Okogie, and Moritz Wagner. Ooh, yeah. So it's first and second year NBA players. It used to be freshmen versus sophomores, um, so like rookies versus second years, but they stopped doing that. Uh, now it's just like people who were born in the U.S. versus people born outside of the U.S. Which I think it makes it. I, I think that makes it fun. Um, so.
1: I feel like I gotta go
0: with the world here, the world roster, because they got because like when you look at the U.S., like people who will be real contributors who are like, <clears throat> they got John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Zion, and Trey Young, right? They got those four guys. Um,
1: and then for, wait, is that one two? 3 for yeah so those four guys sorry and then for the world roster you got Luca Shay Shy I never know how to pronounce his name and i mean i guess it's just those two guys
0: mm i don't know i just feel like luca will like take over the game and like who knows because like the thing with this as well is also like you know Zion, Trey, John Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Luca, and Shai. Out of all these people, are the only ones who are like regularly making big contributions to their team. Like everyone else, like people like RJ Barrett, DeAndre Ayton, um,
1: Jaron Jackson Jr.,
0: Colin Sexton, guys like that, like they're starting on their team but like they're still being overshadowed because like Jaron Jackson either has, I mean, he he's doing well for himself, I guess in Memphis, but like Kendrick Nunn, like, like Drogic and, um, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo bio are on that team. So they're getting more attention and they're getting more like playtime and stuff like that. Um, what else? Even Zion, like he – I mean, everyone knows who Zion is, but he's just came back from injury. Like Colin Sexton is doing decently, but like he is still on a team with like Kevin Love, um, you know, and now Andre Drummond. Um, DeAndre Ayton is starting. He was suspended for a majority of the season up to this point. But, you know, he's got like Devin Booker on his team who's going to take a lot of the shots. R.J. Barrett just, you know <clears> – <throat> is playing on a team where the Knicks refuse to play anyone under the age of like 30 for whatever reason. Um, So stuff like that, you know, so they're, you know, it's going to give people the spotlight that don't normally have it, which is always what makes this game so exciting. Um, And you get to see how talented all these guys really are. Um, So it's hard to say like who could, who could win, who will do better. But like I said, I don't know. I just, my money is on the world roster just because Luca is so good. That's it. That's all I'm basing it off of. Um, But I'm excited for that. I want to try to watch that too because I usually don't catch too much of that. All right. All-Star Saturday Night.
1: Is this like an actual...
0: All-Star Saturday Night starts at 8 p.m. Yeah. So it starts with the Skills Challenge. Which just confuses me. I just don't get this anymore. All right, this makes more sense. But like, why are people like Bam Adebayo and DeMontis Sabonis participating in this? Like, I guess it's to say like, hey, these guys, you know, they're big guys, but they still have really good handles and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just like, shouldn't this be like people like Patrick Beverly and Spencer Dinwiddie and Shea Gilgis alexander Like people, I don't know. Anyways, so you got Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, Spencer Dinwiddie, Chris Middleton, Derek Rose, who's not, uh, because he's injured, he will not be participating, Damondis Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum, and Shea Gilgis alexander um, this one is just always impossible to tell who's going to win just because it's just so random. You know, you got to dribble and then make some bounce passes and chest passes and then a layup and stuff like that. So, I think last year, didn't like Jokic win it? I think it was like him versus like Vucevic or something. But so I have no idea. I'm going to say my money's on, uh, Gilgis Alexander. Why not? I don't know. Um, Mountain Dew three-point contest. Davis Bertans, Devontae Graham, Joe Harris, Buddy Heald, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Duncan Robinson, and Trey Young. Um, And I know they're doing something different. I believe. Oh, no, never mind. I thought Tyler Heger was doing this. Maybe not.
1: I think they made like a couple of rule changes for this. Let me just see if she comes back. Um, Two-round time shooting
0: competition. Features a new look with the addition of two shots in the Mountain Dew Zone, two locations positioned equidistant between the traditional racks at the top of the three-point arc and the adjacent wing rack. Each of the two ball pedestals in the Mountain Dew Zone is located six feet behind the three-point line and holds one special green ball, the three-ball. Shots made with the green ball were three points. Let's look at a diagram. Oh, interesting. Okay, so this is normal, this is normal, and then you got this one ball right here. So they take the shots from, like, the three-point line, and then this one's behind. Ooh, my money's on Damian Lillard then because he's been nailing those kind of shots recently, just, like, in-game. So, yeah, I mean, how can you not go with Damian Lillard right there? Again, this one is just, like, anyone's game. Uh, And then the slam dunk contest. which is Pat Connaughton, which no one's ever heard of Aaron Gordon, Dwight Howard and Derek Jones jr. Um, this should be pretty exciting too. I mean, I I feel like I say that every year about the, all the dunk contest and most years, it's pretty disappointing. Um, but hopefully (laughs) this is
1: better. Um, Just seeing if there's any, like, new rules or whatever. Derek Jones Jr. His birthday is the same day as the dunk contest. That's fun. Yeah, so it doesn't look like... there's anything different about it this year. All right.
0: I I don't, I feel like there's no way of really knowing like who's going to win it just because again, anything can happen. So I'll just say Derek Jones jr. Wins it. I'm like interested to see how Dwight Howard does. Um, Because, like they said in this article, this is the first time in 11 years that he's participating in the dunk contest. And he is now 35,
1: 34. He just turned 34 in December.
0: So, 34 years old. Participating in the dunk contest. And I'm not saying that that doesn't mean he's not going to do well, but, you know, he last participated when he was 25. So, and he's been in and out of teams for the past several, several years. So, listen, I hope he does well. I'm not wishing ill on him. I hope he does great. I hope everyone does great because I want it to be a good dunk contest. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see how he does. Um, Aaron Gordon got second place a couple of years ago. He did really well. I think he should have won, but I think the NBA just wanted to repeat like back-to-back champion. So Zach Levine won. Um, Pat Connaughton's never been in it before. That'll be interesting. And then Derek Jones Jr. I think got second place last year. Um, but yeah, so that'll be, that should be fun. Hopefully I'm hoping I always enjoy the non-contest. And then finally we just have the all-star game um which so let me explain cuz they've significant well I shouldn't say significantly but they've altered the rules quite a bit I'll say um <clears throat> which you know we'll we'll see how it ends up going um but you know so essentially what it is
1: is the first
0: three quarters are technically individual games. So, like, the first quarter is, like, game one. And then after that, they reset the score and it goes back to zero zero, And then you play the second quarter, and that's the second game. And then the same thing, you do that for the third quarter. And each game there's a hundred thousand dollars on the line for charity and the winning team gets to choose the charity of a hundred thousand dollar donation to the charity of their choosing. Um, and then after the third quarter, they add up all their scores. So then it goes back to basically being like one, you know, even flowing game. Um, so they add the scores up, you know, for each team. So then it's like, it's the end of the third quarter of a regular game. And then the fourth quarter, you, so basically the fourth quarter, they take whoever is winning after the third quarter. Once they add the scores up, they take whoever's score is higher, add 24 points to it in honor of, of Kobe. um, And that is then the winning score. So, like, say at the end of three quarters, it's 100 to 95. The winning score is 124. So whoever gets to 124 points first wins. So basically, um, you know, the, the team in the lead at that point only has to score 24 points, and then the team, that's losing at that point would then have to score, you know, 29 points if they had 95 points say, um, but it's just 24 plus, however much they have to make up for the lead, um, that the other team is in. I hope that makes sense. It's, it's really not that confusing when you actually like figure it out. It's just hard to actually explain. Um, so basically, the The reasons the NBA did this is, A, just because they're continually... Pretty much since Adam Silver has taken over um, as commissioner, he's been make, steadily making changes to the All-Star game. Um, just because it was getting kind of boring and stale and not competitive. So he's trying to make it more competitive, um, freshen it up, make it more entertaining. Um, and they also did it because then there has to be a game winning shot no matter what um which you know we'll see how that turns out we'll see how that goes uh because you know my thing with that is like okay but what if it's like 123 to like 98 like it's not going to be much of a game winning shot so to speak at that point it's just like they win the game with the last shot they make you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, because they turn the clock off. I forgot to mention that. There's no cl- timer. It's just whoever gets that score first wins. So, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just like, we'll see is in the lead at that point, whoever's going for it. If, you know, we'll see if they try to do something cool with it, like a half court shot, or they try to do like a sweet, like alley-oop or something. And hopefully it's not just like an easy, like, layup, like no defense all-star game layup, because that would be super boring. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how it goes, because I do think since they got rid of it bring, being East versus West, I think it's gotten generally more entertaining and more competitive to watch. Um We'll see if this helps that. Um I think at the end of the day, you're just not going to make it super competitive because it's for fun. There's no stakes. And, you know, it's just people playing with their friends and goofing around and shooting a lot of threes, doing a lot of dunks and alley-oops. That's all it is. Um, But we'll see. Um, But so let's take a look at the teams here. So Team LeBron is LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, James Harden, with the bench consisting of Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and DeMontis Sabonis. And then team Giannis is Giannis, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimball Walker, and Trey Young, with the reserves being Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell. Um, And I don't know about you, but when I look at this, like right away my thought is team LeBron is winning pretty easily. Um, Because when you look at team Giannis, like – Giannis is obviously who he is. Joel um, is going to do, like, the thing is, like, in the regular season, Joel is, you know, like, a good post-up player, good rim protector, and can shoot the three if need be. But, like, in the All-Star game, like, no one's going to, I don't think, have him, like, posting up down low. Um, and even so he's going against Anthony Davis, who's right now looking like the defensive player of the year. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see Pascal. Um, he's going up against either Kawhi or LeBron guarding him. Um, so again, he's, you know, I love Pascal. I think he's great. Um, he's improved so much this year over last year and the year before that. Um, um, but just like kind of unestablished. Um, And then Kemba, I just think, I don't know. I just think he's not going to get much attention on this team. Like I think he's really good, but I just, I think that like no one's going to pass him the ball essentially. Um, And then Trey Young is like the second worst defender in the entire league, I think. Um, and so him guarding either Luca or James Harden is just going to go terribly for that team. Um, and then when you look at the reserves like Chris Middleton, is just going to shoot threes that whole game. Cause that's all he did last year. Bam out of bio probably won't do much. Like he'll probably have some cool dunks, but that's it. Like, again, no one's going to just like feed him the ball down low. Rudy Gobert is just going to exclusively be defense. Kyle Lowry will jack up some threes. He'll get the ball moving. So that'll be good. Brandon Ingram will be good for them. Donovan Mitchell probably won't do anything. Um, I don't know. I'm just thinking about, like, the context of the All-Star game. And it's like LeBron is going to be LeBron, just the same as Giannis is. Anthony Davis is, like, more versatile than Joel. Um, and you know LeBron's going to be involving him a lot. Kawhi Leonard is an incredible offensive player, as we saw in the playoffs last year. Um, and, you know, he's... <clears throat> Um, I don't know. He's also one of the best defenders in the league, so you know we'll see about that. And then Luca and James Harden are just like two of the best offensive players in the game. Like James Harden is just going to be jacking up threes the entire game, and again, having Trey Young defend him is going to end miserably for Team Giannis. And Luca's Luca. Um, and then you got Damian Lillard, who's literally on the like the. He's the best player in the NBA right now. Like, if you look the past 10 games, he's the best player. Like, he's been scoring, like, 50-plus points almost every game. Um, So he's going to be still on a tear at this point. Um, Ben Simmons probably won't do too much, honestly. Um, He'll probably have some cool passes. He'll probably attempt a bunch of threes, honestly. Um, Jokic, I think... will get more involved than like Bam out of Bio and Rudy Gobert. because um, he's just very versatile as well, same as like Anthony Davis. Um Jason Tatum I think is gonna be really good just because he is versatile as well, where like I think he's gonna be get, doing a lot of like driving to the hoop and I think he's gonna be one of the people who takes this game the most serious. Um and then you got Chris Paul as well who um Will probably you know just be passing the ball all over the place. Russell Westbrook will be Russell, so he'll just keep running up and down the floor, um, like just driving to the hoop and throwing it as hard as he possibly can into the basket. And then Sabonis isn't going to do anything. But at the end of the day, I just think having Kemba Walker and Trey Young in the starting five for Giannis is not going to end well. And then he has like just a bunch of like more defensive minded players. Um, whereas LeBron has players who are all like really versatile, um, and who I think are just going to want it more, but who knows, you know, like, what do I know? We'll see how it goes. Um, see how it ends up. Um, but I'm excited. Uh, well, I'm very curious to see how the, um, how the game will go, especially the fourth quarter, um, I'm very interested to see what ends up happening with it. Um, you know, just because it's so new, I, I will say, you know, when it first came out, I really didn't like it. Uh, now that I've sat with it and thought about it more and like processed it, I am like fine with it. Um, but it, now I'm more just at the point where I'm just really curious as to what's going to happen. Um, because I really respect Adam Silver for continually trying to change it and evolve it and make it more competitive, more entertaining, and just different and freshen it up, uh, which is something that I don't think David Stern ever did, um, which actually was one of the first episodes I ever did on this podcast. I think it was like episode two or three. I was complaining about David Stern like not doing enough with the All-Star game. So I respect Adam silver for what he's done just for the NBA in general, but for the all-star weekend, um, you know, making it not East versus West, you know, televising like the captains choosing their teams. I think that's fun. Um, and then now with this changing up the game and like, especially the fourth quarter, I'm, you know, excited to see where it ends up and see how it goes, see if it's entertaining or if it doesn't work. Um, because, I think we've seen with Adam Silver, like he also listens like to feedback as well. So if people really don't like it or, you know, the players even don't like it, um, you know, I don't think that he's going to not listen to them. I think he'll take that to heart. Um, So yeah, so that's the all-star weekend. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be a lot of fun um, and entertaining as it, as it usually is. Um, I will say I'm a little nervous for the dunk contest because as I mentioned, it's kind of gotten a little worse every year since like 2010 ish, 2011. Um, and part of that I think is like not their fault because it's just, you can only dunk the ball so many ways, you know, without just like defying gravity or physics. Um, part of it is I think that the guys in the dunk contest need to like, just like Google people who are not in the NBA doing really cool dunks. Um, Like I saw one on Instagram this morning. That was a really, really cool dunk that I've never seen in the dunk contest before, but the guy's not in the NBA. Like he's just some random guy. Um, So like, It's not in the direct feed of like people in the NBA to see it, if that makes sense. Um, Because it feels like, especially the past like two or three years, it's just been people wearing jerseys of past competitors, almost exclusively Vince Carter, and just like recreating dunks that he already did. Um, Which I just don't really enjoy that. I don't really like that (laughs) because it's not creative you know, you're literally wearing their Jersey. So you're just doing exactly what they did, except you didn't like come up with it. You didn't create it at all. So I think there are still plenty of different ways to dunk it, especially if you start getting some more like props involved. Um, But like, I don't know. It just feels like they're getting less and less creative every year. Um, So again, part of it's on them, but the other part of it's just like, I think expectations are super duper high for the dunk contest. Um, And like uh, there is, you know, only so many things you can do to make a slam dunk look cool and be different from something else. Because back in the day, like any dunk contest dunk from like before 2000, like wouldn't get even close to like probably a probably wouldn't score more than a 45 in today's dunk contest. Like, dunks that, like, Michael Jordan and, like, Julius Irving and Dominique Wilkins and, um, you know, guys like that were doing in the dunk contest back in the day, they wouldn't do that well nowadays because people would just view them as boring, you know? Like, Dominique's, like, signature dunk that won him the dunk contest was... Like coming from the baseline under the basket and doing just like a reverse tomahawk, which I guarantee would not get more than like a forty-four or forty-five nowadays. Um, like if you're not doing like a three-sixty, but even if you did like a three-sixty between the legs alley oop, that still probably only get like a forty-eight. <laughs> it's just like I don't know, because it's just people have gotten more creative. People, I don't know. It's just. There's a lot more that you have to do now to entertain people. Um, and I'm not like disparaging the fans for that because I feel that same way. You know, I'm part of that. Like when I watch the dunk contest, I'm the one who's just been saying that it's been getting more boring. Um, so, you know, I feel it as well. It's tough. It, that's what I'm saying. It's like a tough situation because it's not entirely like the dunkers' faults. Like there's only so much they can do. But I think if they did their research um, and they like looked at, you know, house of highlights on Instagram um, or, Oh, what's it like the flight bros? I think is like a team of like just guys who dunk, um, you know, stuff like that. I think that could be um, a good way to get some creative spark. And you said, we haven't seen in the dunk contest before, but yeah, so that's, um, that's NBA all-star weekend. Uh, like I said, I'm very excited for it. Um, I think it'll be good. How long have we been for? 43 minutes? Let's do some headlines before we head out. Just to catch up on some some news. Again, going to my favorite website in the world, ESPN.com. Love it. Love this website. Love this company. Let's see. Antonio Bennett. Didn't realize how good I had it with Big Ben. I'm sick of this guy. Um, Antonio Brown. Sorry, I don't know why I said Bennett. Antonio Brown. Um, Can I just say, I'm so sick of him. I want him out of the NFL. I mean, he's technically out of the NFL, but I want him out. I want him gone. I just, I don't want to see him anymore. I don't want to hear from him anymore. I don't want to watch him play football anymore. I'm just done with him. And the guy needs help. Like, I legitimately think the NFL should say like, we're not reinstating you until, um, until you like are seeing a therapist or something. Cause something
1: is like a little,
0: something is like, just like a little messed up in his head. I think everything that's just happened the past year is ridiculous. Like, the way he left Pittsburgh was awful and terrible. And just like the biggest heel turn in NFL history. Like no one saw it coming. It was just very confusing. Like what? Like just didn't make any sense. He all of a sudden just started like hating on all of his teammates after being so so beloved. I feel like in, in Pittsburgh sports, Um, you know, demands the trade gets traded to the Raiders, then like doesn't show up for anything for the Raiders and then basically forces his way out of that team and then gets signed by the Patriots and then plays, like, one, maybe two games with them. And then all these accusations and allegations of, like, rape and sexual assault come out. Then he gets cut by the Patriots. And that was the last team he played for. And then he was getting all these allegations, and then he was, like, denying all of them, you know, and making a whole fuss this whole time, meanwhile, of not getting paid by any of his teams that he was signed for and that the NFL was like blackballing him and no one wanted him in the league. Um and then he kind of went away for a while and then he um what did he do? Oh, then he like was charged with like like felony, like armed robbery and assault. Um and was potentially facing like some serious jail time. I don't know what happened with that. Um but then like got a tryout with the saints and was like working out with them before the playoffs. Uh, but then like caused a whole ruckus there because he like brought his whole entourage and like camera crew and was just like bothering everyone there. And meanwhile, throughout this, like every other week saying I'm done with the NFL and never want to play for them again. And they're a bunch of racists and they're blackballing me, which part of that I, I do agree with, but <clears throat> it did make sense in his case why no one was signing him. Um, and then, but then also intermittently, like apologizing for it. Um, and then
1: like, um,
0: most recently, he like apologized on Instagram to Juju Smith Schuster. He just like made a post and it was just like, it's all love or like something really dumb and stupid. Um, And so now he's just like been like making all these apologies. And it seems like now he's just trying to like apologize his way back to the NFL. Um, But so let's see what this says. Antonio Brown's apology door continued Wednesday morning with an Instagram post directed at quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. The caption, mostly you, a little bit of me. Yee Yi, ye. I never realized how good I had it. Got caught up in my emotion with everyone coming after me. I really apologize for my actions. Sincerely, man. It's never been another connection like what we've done in the past decade. I appreciate you. Sincerely, AB. Um, I'm hoping that the mostly you a little bit of me was talking about, like, their playing and how, like, it was mostly Ben Roethlisberger. Because if not, if he's saying, like, hey, our, like, beef and our issues is mostly you, but it's a little bit of me. Because if that's what he's saying, then, like, the rest of the apology is entirely, like, null and void. That just cancels out everything that you say after it. Um, Like, starting off an apology saying, like, it's not really my fault. It's mostly your fault, but it's, like, a tiny bit my fault. Doesn't matter. But, again, I don't know what he's saying. I don't know if he's saying, like, hey... The main reason we the Steelers were so good was mostly you, but a little bit was me. I don't know. Because um, he follows up by saying, ye, ye. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> the apology and gratitude from Brown is a significant change in tone from previous social media posts directed at Roethlisberger. The pair's relationship deteriorated throughout Brown's final season with the Steelers in 2018. Roethlisberger called Brown out on his weekly radio show following a loss to the Denver Broncos for running a bad route. After the season, Brown said Rothsberger had an, ownership, an owner mentality in a February 2019 tweet responding to a fan asking what caused the conflict between them. No conflict, just a matter of respect, mutual respect. He has an owner mentality like he can call out anybody, including coaches. Players know... But they can't say anything about it, otherwise they meal ticket gone. It's a dirty game within a game. In August, Brown sent another tweet telling Rossberger to shut up already after the quarterback said in an interview he regretted calling Brown out for the poor route and that it ruined a friendship. <laughs> See, this is why... Ugh. Brown has publicly apologized to the Steelers, the NFL, and the Hollywood, Florida police department since his January arrest for allegedly attacking a delivery truck driver.
1: Ah. Uh, he only played in one game this year. Not two, one with the Patriots.
0: I don't know, man. I just like, I just, now he's like all apologetic and really sorry and sad. And I mean, I don't know. I just, if I'm the NFL, like you got to wait and finish your investigations into him regarding the sexual misconduct. You got to wait until these police investigations are done regarding his like robbery and like assault on this like delivery driver. Um, you like, you got to wait for this other stuff to resolve before you can like, I mean, they, he technically isn't suspended or banned from the league. So it's really just up to the teams, but I think teams need to wait and not just be like, Oh, he said, he's sorry. Like, it's cool. Let's sign him. Cause he's really good at football. I just, I don't want to see that. Cause then it sets the precedent of just like, yeah it doesn't really matter what you do. Like if you're good, that's all that really matters. You know, that's all we really care about is if you can play football, like you can, cause they've proven you can beat your wife, wives, you can beat your partners, you can beat your children, you can, um, assault people. You can sexually assault people. You can sexually assault trainers and staff. Um, you can, Uh, commit robbery um and you can still play in the nfl however if you smoke weed you cannot you're done you're kicked out you're that's horrible that's the like the worst thing you can do um but like beating people's like that's cool like we'll just brush it under the rug and move over and you know just don't worry about it um it's just this is you know i think i've talked about this multiple times on the podcast this is why i just i hate the nfl um as a business and as an industry um and i still stand by my opinion to this day that if tomorrow the nfl were shut down and we couldn't play or if we couldn't watch football anymore i really wouldn't be that sad like i i love the giants as a team you know i love rooting for the giants they're they're my home team but like if i couldn't watch them anymore like if the NFL just disappeared i'd be like oh bummer like now i just can focus more on the NBA which i really actually enjoy and which is a organization and a business and a league that takes stuff like that very seriously and when there's allegations of like assaults or you know uh sexual misconduct or anything like that it gets taken very seriously and investigated and people are suspended or removed from the league um so Anyways, so that's uh, that's that. Oh, yeah, let's read about this. We'll finish with this because this was super freaky if you haven't heard or seen this. So there's a player on the St. Louis Blues, um, Jay Baumeester, who... Let's see
1: if we can... If they'll show the video... Okay, it doesn't look like they're actually in a show. Oh, wait, maybe they will. So you can see right
0: here, he's literally he's he's the one right there who's like collapsing, and then everyone's like freaking out and like calling the medics over, obviously. And then he was taken out on a stretcher. He was like responsive, but they weren't sure what his condition was. So essentially, for those of you who are listening on the audio, there's a guy in the blues. Um, St. Louis Blue is the hockey team. He had just finished his shift. He was on the bench, and then you see him convulsing and then just like collapsing onto the ground. Um, what it was, was they said he had a cardiac episode. Um, this is saying a heart episode. Um, yeah, a cardiac episode. So I guess it technically wasn't a heart attack because um, like cardiac arrest is a heart attack. But so it looks like this is saying. His prognosis is that he's doing very well. Remained at the UC Irvine Medical Center on Wednesday and is undergoing a battery of tests to determine what happened, although Armstrong, who's the Blues' GM, classified the early results as very positive. Said that Baumeister became unresponsive after he collapsed on the bench during the first period and medical personnel at the Honda Center used a defibrillator to revive him. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. Jay regained consciousness immediately and was transported directly to the hospital. The game was postponed, and Armstrong said the league is working to schedule a makeup date.
1: Um, the Blues captain visited him in the hospital on Tuesday night and said his team it was in good spirits.
0: Hmm. I'm shocked that the Golden Knights President George McPhee helped arrange for counselors to be available to the Blues in Las Vegas as a processing center. that's awesome that's
1: really good to hear Wow!
0: So I didn't realize he like completely lost consciousness. That's terrible. That's like super scary. I had to technically like revive him.
1: Um. Wow. So that's pretty crazy.
0: Um But yeah, so that happens. <laughs> um I'm not going to recommend you go watch the video of it cuz it's really freaky to see, but I mean if you are curious, it is online. Um but yeah, so Potential, I guess it. You know, again, it's not technically a heart attack, but he had a cardiac episode on the bench and collapsed um, and was unconscious. Um, but prognosis is looking good. He's in good spirits, so that's really good to hear. But very scary. Um, I'm very interested to see, you know, what happens, like the fallout of what exactly happens um, to him, like why this happened, um, and if he'll be able to to play anymore. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the top headlines in uh in sports right now. But yeah, so that's gonna do it um for this episode. Uh not you know, I know there's not a whole lot of content in it, but you know, I just got this new mic and I really wanted to try it out and I didn't uh, do an episode last week, so I was wanting to do a new one, but didn't super have anything to talk about. So I just wanted to kind of chill and hang out, talk about sports. Um but yeah, so again, I appreciate you guys checking out the stream, checking out the uh, the podcast. Um, again, hit those social medias up: Twitter is stwscast, Twitch, Instagram, and Facebook. Everything else is Sports Talk with Swag. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, make sure you're subscribed. Leave a five star rating. It does help, you know, me. You know, it doesn't, you know, technically help the show, but it helps me to know that I'm doing well and that you're enjoying it. And if you're not, then let me know in the in the uh in the review because it's nice to hear from you guys and what you think of the show. Um and it's not gonna change or get any better if you don't tell me how it can. Um but yeah, so that just that that does help me uh, with the show. So make sure you guys do that. Um, but yeah, with that uh, with that being said, I want to thank you guys for checking checking this show out, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.